For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh, uh. <laughs> we got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. <laughs> Lil Wayne. Sammy Sing took me. Strike one. Caught you by surprise. Strike two. Uh, uh, right before your eyes. Bitch uh, three. This one's to the wall. Uh, Ain't no uh, fun like uh, a game so, of hardball. So when I step to the plate, the outfield gets back. back. Cause they know I'm the over the wall type of dog. So uh, many uh, back to back. They call me Little Sammy Sosa Double gum calls all the posters Yeah, I know What's up, everybody? And welcome to your favorite college baseball podcast, Believe in College Baseball. With your hosts, I am Alan Stiles, also with Orlando Razzo. We are here with another week of college baseball breakdowns, college baseball action, who's hot, who's not, all that good stuff. As always, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and Luminary. Download us. Give us those downloads. Give us those listens. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. And leave us a rating. Give us five stars if you love us. One star if you don't. But please tell us why. And you can do that on Twitter. Stay tuned to the end of the show, and we will give you those handles. Okay. So, Orlando, I think... Uh, you know, Orlando always likes to allude to the pre-show meeting. And in this pre-show meeting, I think Orlando's going to take the take this week of more of the humorous highlights, if you will, with, the, with of course, some breakdowns of things that he saw. I'm going to hit you with um, a couple of the teams that are staying hot and things like that. And we're going to play a game that is starting to um, gain some traction on this show. It's called who blew their midweek? And we're going to get into that. If we got time, we'll get to some stats and some story time. So, Orlando, take it from here. Appreciate that, Al. Um, lot to go over. Week three, big week. We're starting to realize, you know, who's, who's macho, who's beefy, mm-hmm. who's a big beefy one, and who who's are – Double-decker taco. Who are the shriveling – <laughs> tacos that just kind of break down in your hand and leak grease on it. Yep. Yep. Um, the, my first, I got three highlights of the weekend and there's no, none of the listeners are going to really see it coming at all. You know, we had tons of big games. We had the Shriners classic, a lot of good teams. You know, we had long beach staying hot, winning again, even though not to preview the midweek uh, who blew their midweek. You can yes. also, I mean, that's a segment every year. Like that's, oh a, yeah. It's a golden segment. Oh, this one's staying. This one's staying. It's here to stay. Uh, it's making it stamp. But my first highlight of the weekend is uh, a little West Coast action. Uh, UC Davis played LMU this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, LMU, I believe they took two out of three. But the one 
that UC Davis won uh, ended up going 24 innings. 24 innings. I think it, it's not the longest game ever, um, but it had to have been so miserable. I mean, the first thing that I thought about was how many Subway sandwiches would I have had to crush? Because you ask anyone that went to Davis, not a lot of people. I mean, a lot of smart people, um, right. not including myself. <laughs> but Subway, eating Subway in the dugout is kind of like a, I mean, that's a mainstay. It's a tradition as old as like singing Sweet Caroline, yes. uh, you know, at Fenway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought to myself, how many Subway sandwiches, how many meaty meatball marinaras could I put down during a 24 inning game? It's a lot. I mean, I would just be so grumpy the entire time. How many do you think you would put down? I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a spicy Italian guy when it comes to Subway. I'm, I'm in a 24 inning game, at least three. But the kicker, which foot makes – Footlong, by the way. Footlong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, footlong. Oh, yeah, we're, we're not talking six inches. No, no. But the kicker and what is the most probably nostalgic part about Subway that you probably you wouldn't get now, I don't think, is that you have to eat these sandwiches. You've been in the dugout. Your hands are dirty. You know you're eating some dirt but you're just going to continue to eat anyway because you have no choice. Oh, my gosh. So gross. Just, like, putting my hands, you know, I'm licking my hands. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Um, I may have gone number two during the game. Like, right. There's no time. my hands, of course. But. Right. You know, it's extra flavor. Shout out so, to someone. Yeah, I mean, they played 24 innings. They started on Friday. UC Davis doesn't have lights. So they played on Friday, was supposed to play a doubleheader on Saturday. Played through that doubleheader, won the game, had to play a doubleheader on Sunday. So, I mean, the box score of this game, uh, like going through it, it, the page like malfunctions when you're like going through the box score. And first of all, shout out to LMU. They lost the game, zero errors in 24 innings. Like that's, that's pretty impressive. This has got to be like a top five game at least, right? Like top five longest game. I mean, if this was college football, like, this would have been an ESPN classic. Like, right. this would have been, you know, the game of the year. And so looking at some of the fun facts, the attendance of the game, what over under, what was the, uh, what do you say, the attendance? The attendance. Yes. Well, you figure, um, got to figure, what, what, what's on a roster? Like, 20 guys? 35. 35. Yeah, round up, yeah. Round so you figure 35. 35 times uh, 35 plus 35, 70. You figure like maybe. Okay, so it's 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 NorCal it's SoCal. Strictly, strictly family. No family. No. Oh well, I mean fit friends and family. Sure. Like so in the that are. It's NorCal SoCal, so it's not a long travel. So I'm gonna go like 60 percent of the 70. Uh, players, so I'm gonna put that at. Uh, I might go like 25 people. Wow, wow, a little <laughs> 162. But well, there. Hey, well, look. packed house, packed house. How many? How many does it seat? 
it seats a lot. Like it's a big stadium, but there's just right. never any people there. So it looks like there's like four people at every. See, game. well, that's yeah. So twenty five, based on what it was in my mind on the stadium, right. it looked like there was twenty five. There was one hundred fifty two yes. of those. Games. Right, right. Um, you know, you you count. Do what do you count this? The snot nosed kid that stops by, throws right, a ball. The, the frat star trash yeah. that just yeah. stops by the game to see what type of women are there. And leave, yeah, they're all getting counted. So, you know, they're highballing, but I was still way off. Uh, And you know what else kind of is wild? You know, it ended on a a sacrifice fly. That's – Oh, gosh. They probably were so – they probably didn't even, like, run after the guy. They just went straight into the locker room, like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they just threw their Subway sandwiches at him and said, thank you for ending the game. (laughs) <laughs> they're mid mid fourth sub when he right back fly thank god i don't have to eat another spicy italian right right Heart well that's crazy after uh after that 24 inning marathon all right so my second um highlight of the weekend this was a game between toledo and alabama state okay where there was a play at the plate, and the only other play that I can think of that can I can put in the listeners' minds to, to kind of visualize here, use your brains. Use your brains, listeners. The movie Little Big League, opening scene. They're playing a Little League game, and there's like the bases are loaded. Billy Haywood, terrible swing, swings a newspaper, hits actually has pretty good contact. And all three runners decide to stop at third base and they tag all three and the umpire just says, everyone's out. And this play between Toledo and Alabama state, a guy crosses home plate on a ball. Looks like it's down the line. Mm -hmm. He doesn't touch the plate. Doesn't slide either. and Just runs right past the catcher. So the catcher's like going after this guy. It's honestly a good old-fashioned, like, when you're playing tag at recess. Right. Like, trying to juke him out. Meanwhile, there's another runner coming around. And they're like, now the catcher is – he's held up because he has to decide, which guy do I tag? This guy's going right, to score. Right. And then he ends up being able to tag both of them. And then one guy, the catcher, pushes over the other guy and benches clear. And, I mean, nothing ended up happening. Right. But how is that – like, how does that even happen on a baseball field where a catcher is just waiting for, like, five minutes? I mean, that's something you only see in college baseball. Yeah, right. And, you know, like we say, college baseball comes in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Would you have pushed the guy over to, like – I would have been I would have been pretty pissed if I was the catcher. Like, all right, buddy. Like at some point, but if I'm the runner, on the other hand, it's like play to the whistle. Right, right. I mean, if you're the runner, you know, it, it, it's just like make a move, though. Like, what what are we yeah. doing here? Right, right. You know, I, I'm more on the catcher side of like either you're gonna get by me or not. But you I know, mean, yeah, what's I, the I would think he's out of the baseline once he runs just past the catcher. Yeah, what, the ump. Ums have no clue what the baseline is until it, until they believe that they know what it is, or until a play is needed where they have to call it. Like it happens in the in the major leagues. Like the only time, you know, all those arguments like you threw it in the you threw it, but you were in the baseline. 
and people literally like I run like this every time. So does it only matter if something happens? You know what I mean? Cause if that's the case, I should be called out every time regardless of where the throw is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. They have no idea what they're actually foul pole did a, did a poll uh, like as a, as a thread, is this on the umpire? And 86% of people said yes. Yes. 100% oh, yeah. on the umpire. It's all the umpire's fault. It's always if, the umpire's fault. If I'm the catcher, either try to get by me or I'm probably knocking you over. Because right. A, you guys are idiots. And B, right. yeah, what, what, is the, what is the deal? It's like uh, you could pull like a Jackie Moon in semi-pro where you're just like, all right, that's it. Get off the field. Like, right. We're, we're, we're done here. Like these guys just want to play tag. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That is nuts, though. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was definitely my highlight play of the weekend. Um, the third, my third and final um, highlight of the weekend. We haven't talked a lot about JUCO baseball. We've kind of given shout outs. R.I.P. Yep. Uh, Coach Altabelli. Um, you know, we we've said you know good luck in in the upcoming season. This is right. a score. San Diego City College, um, I'm assuming they're in San Diego, played Mm -hmm. Imperial Valley. I don't know where the Imperial Valley is, but that sounds like back in the day they were a powerhouse. Like, I'm talking like BC times. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to mess with the Imperials. Yeah. They Now, though, they've fallen on tough times. Uh, 47 to 2, they took the loss to San Diego City College. 47 to 2. 47 to 2. I I was at a loss for words when I saw that score. And they put up, I think they put up like a 8 or a 10 spot in the ninth. So they were, uh, or like a 7 spot, I don't know. But they were up, like comfortably up 30-something to nothing. And then they just go ahead and put a... I, yeah, but what do you do? I'm not, like, I'm not going to, I'm not giving up an out. Especially because at this point, I mean, if they still have the starters in. That's what I was going to say. If so, you sell the starters in, you're getting your head thrown out next, next time. But yeah, I, how hard is the Imperial Valley guy going to throw it at Right, the- right. You might catch the ball as it's coming towards you, but we're going to try to throw it at you. Right. So, I mean, hopefully if the second string guys are in that game, you can't just take tell them, like, hey, we're just going to strike out every no. time to speed this game. You got to get your hacks. Yeah, and the thing game, is – Go ahead. Well, and the thing is, it's funny because in these blowout games, typically you always joke because there's the one guy on every team that didn't get a hit. And it's like, I don't think that happened in this case. But if there's a guy that played in a game where there were 47 runs scored and did not get a hit and got more than one at bat, that's got to be the worst feeling ever. I am currently looking up the um, the box score of that game, and yeah, that guy is never going to live it down. Like, no, there was um, there was a guy that I went to high school with that tried out. He's an awesome, dude. Like, heart of gold. He was our team right. manager in high school. He just wasn't didn't get touched by the hand to play baseball. Right. Simple as that. He was touched to be a human, be a good human. Right. And every time, like, he would even – if he even made contact against one of us, like, in scrimmages, like, during tryouts, 
I mean, that person was like, he had a foul ball one time and like all the whole dugout was just giving the guy shit like, <laughs> the whole time. Right. So, yeah. I mean, 47 to two, like just say that out loud. That's at least they got two. At least they got two. I was telling last thing on this game, and then we'll get to actually like important college baseball stuff. Um, Imperial Valley. What if they, I see, I'm not even looking at the box score. What if they put up a two spot, like in the first inning? And just just like, good. they started off hot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up 2-0, like everyone's Let's got go. some confidence. Yeah, and oh, then yeah. The next thing you know, it's 30-2 to two by the fourth. I mean, you're a coach. What do you say? Hey, guys, uh, we lost the program. <laughs> the program's <laughs> right, gone like, Hey, like, uh, I'm out of here, guys. Like, yeah. you're in charge tomorrow. Right. I think we just got to chalk this one up, guys. Like, it's like a typical, like, all right, you're either going to ca- cancel practice or, like, you get, the, you get like, a, pr- a fun practice with shorts. Like, let's just clean the slate. Let's just right. clean the slate, you Why know. Right. And, get and out of our system. Out. Right. You just don't, I'm not going to sit there and yell because we know what happened. That would have been great if he, like, made him do Coach Carter suicides, like, after the game. Right. You got to do – yeah, you got yeah, you got to do a suicide for every run we lost by. It's like, <laughs> you're going to have a lawsuit by the end of this. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> all right. What, what do you got on uh, – All right. On the, I got the, a lot. The week and the weekend of college baseball. So, I got a lot. So, um, my probably play of the week, I actually saw it live. I was watching it on my computer – and it was um, the third inning of Western Michigan at Louisville. And Louisville, um, you know, when you check out D1Baseball.com, there's a lot of hate for Vandy. There's a lot of hate for Louisville. I think a lot of the – when it comes to the fans, thinking that D1 Baseball is maybe giving them a little too much love. And I think Louisville ended up winning this game, and I don't know what they did the rest of the weekend. But they didn't look great. They didn't look great. And, sure, there probably does come – a point where teams like this are historically good and they get bumped a little bit. It's the same thing in all sports, right? But anyway, this is, yeah, the first, this is on Friday. Um, the someone for Western Michigan hits a home run. The ball went over the fence. He went over the fence in right field. There was a runner on third, either a runner on third or the runner uh, got to third, something like that. But the ball went over the fence. Um, what happened was just for some odd reason, the right fielder looks down and there's another ball on the field. And it's clearly another ball because clearly West, the Western Michigan ball went over the fence. Uh, so the Louisville right fielder did what any body would do. He picked it up and played it off and threw it. Uh, the runner got to third base. It was ruled in the park that runner did not score that inning western michigan ended up losing four to two so it wasn't like the tying run but it was also only the third inning yeah i mean exactly like you it's tough to play hypotheticals right that but i mean that's all we fucking do so i that is absurd and I get, and I think if you're looking, because I don't think it was a moonshot, that was the problem. Because if you're looking, even if you're the Western Michigan coach, and you see it live, just like everybody else, you're probably like, 
I mean, it must have hit the fence. I'm not really sure what happened. I, now, granted, I was at work, so I didn't. I wasn't watching every second, but I did not see like the Western Michigan coach attack the ump. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't think he clearly knew what was going on. Well, that's on him. You have to know that that's. A but home what run. would they have done? Kick the shit out of the umpire. I don't think you can review that. <laughs> you cannot. I don't. You cannot. I think you can only review in the SEC and like during regionals now. Right, like re, right regionals and like once there's multiple cameras places. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um so do yeah. That, that, do you think that that's going to become the new Astros? The move? Yeah. The new Astros thing where it's like okay, they just have a ball in their pants now at all times it's like home run like don't think so caught it like right got it right they like hop over the fence and then just toss it back right so that that was wild um if anybody has any more info if i butchered any part of that because like i said i was um doing multiple things at one time uh at the underscore styles file styles within i is always the twitter handle uh orlando Go ahead and give yours. Um, at O-Razo, pretty, uh, pretty difficult to remember. O-R-A-Z-O, just simple as Yeah, that. so if I butchered any part of that, please let me know if at least the Western Michigan coach uh, freaked out a little bit. Um, so now getting into, and we got to talk about, oh, we'll get to your team as well. But my team, and look, they weren't my hot, hot pick to start, but I always said I like Tennessee and I wanted to go there. They're hot, baby. Okay, stay hot. Look, they are 13-0. They are, I believe, number 20? Number 20 um, in the top 20. Yes, number 20 in the top 25. Yes, sir. They just just won. Now, I got to be honest, and we're going to get into this a little bit more. Uh, You know, they beat long. They haven't played the best teams. They had the one weekend against... Texas Tech, Houston, and Stanford. Uh, besides Tech, that, good win. Texas Tech, good win. Good win. Besides good that, win. last weekend uh, they beat up on George Washington, which I played George Washington. Actually, pretty cool, uh, you know, field stadium. But you know, they're 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 fine. Uh, and then to, and then yesterday they beat Longwood. For those of you who don't know where the hell that is, because I didn't be, until I played them. Uh, it's in Virginia, and they beat Longwood. 28 to two. So um, we'll see what, what they really are once we get into conference. Yeah. This weekend they play Wright state three times. They're pretty good. Wright state is decent. Yeah. Uh, But they're Tennessee's at least at home. Then they play uh, East Tennessee state uh, that next home game or sorry, that next midweek game. And then finally, they open the SEC March 13th at, at South Carolina. So a lot to see with Tennessee. I'm just glad that they are taking advantage of their big school status and their dope uniforms, and they're playing good this year. Um, another team, and I know, you know we talked about this at the beginning of the season, and it's really happening. The other undefeated team is Alabama. And like I said, if you guys listened to the earlier episodes, me and Orlando talked about how basically every SEC team um, could be better than what we think for the, the teams that aren't uh, that weren't ranked at the beginning of the season. And we're starting to see that. 
Now here's the, now here's the problem. Kind of similar to Tennessee besides that one weekend, you look at a team like Alabama who is undefeated and they are not even in the top 25. So you know why? Why is that? They beat, they beat Northeastern, Alabama State, UNLV, who I always thought was decent, right? Um, UT Martin, Middle Tennessee, Harvard, South Alabama, and this weekend they have Lipscomb. So clearly the writers are like, dude, you guys are not playing anyone right now. But I got to tell you, we've talked about this before. And Alabama, this isn't Florida, right? This isn't, um, you know, a Louisville, Vanderbilt, one of these perennial uh, super teams. I think Alabama was – I think they went to the regionals last year. So they've been getting better. Another team that it's like, why aren't you guys really good every year? I mean, how do you not recruit? But, you know, I'm of the mindset to think – we're all Division One. I. I understand the difference. You're 13 and 0. I mean, that's still pretty respectable. If 18 winning 13 year old kids, 18 to 22 year old, right? Kids, like your odds are you're gonna have one fuck up. Many teams have right. many fuck ups. There's a reason we created the who blew their midweek segment because it happens all the time. And like I said, sure they're not playing the best of teams, but you go to UNLV, who I've always thought is decent, that you go play them in Vegas and you sweep them. Um, you know, well, you know what? It's actually funny that I'm reading through this. That UNLV series was the only series they played away. Really? <laughs> Every game has been at home. That's, against That's Long Beach right now. Yes, against these trash teams – no offense to Northeastern and Alabama State, but they haven't traveled at all on top of playing these lesser teams. So, look, writers, I get it. I still think it's somewhat impressive um, because you know every loss will be a very bad loss. So there is some type of uh, pressure there. So maybe Lipscomb can break them down this weekend. I would be surprised. Right, and it's like, I mean – for, yeah, it's so tough to win 13 games in a row at right. any level unless you're not, like, playing. If they were playing against, like, 12-year-olds, yeah, obviously we'd be like, hey, you know, don't put these guys anywhere near the top 25. It's just rude. But right. LSU is 7-5, and five. super young team. Yeah, they played in the Shriners Classic and got smoked. Um, well, not smoked. Uh, but they got no hit uh, mm-hmm. on Friday. Was it Friday? I believe someone someone got no hit. Yeah, maybe it was Ole Miss. I don't know, but they didn't have a good weekend. And they're seven and five, and they haven't played a good schedule either. They played like Eastern Kentucky. Um, I saw them play uh, some other team like that the other weekend. So the first right. two weekends, not like LSU played anyone great until this weekend. And they're seven and five, and Alabama's still not ranked. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're right. We get it. They haven't played anyone good, but I mean, there are some teams in the top 25 that haven't looked as good. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, how much, like we said, is grandfathered, and I just can't see. Like 13 is high enough. If you go through this next weekend and you leave 16 and 0, 
or 17 and 0 if you play four games you i don't care i don't it's not about being alabama i think any division one team that is 17 and 0 should be in the top 25 i just do that's ridiculously impressive right the next weekend after that is conference so you didn't lose a game up all the way until conference right so i don't know alabama i wouldn't i never thought there would be a day where i would cape up for you because your football team annoys me but prove me right keep it rolling because you know all wins aren't created equal but they a win is a win i'll put it to you like that well that's the alabama mo right there. that's the nick saban mo you play you know the citadel right in non-conference and then you know you just i guess the sec is really good now we're getting into football but that's the alabama mo you, you gotta stack the non-conference with uh the slap dicks and then right. play the sec because it's really good exactly and they open sec against missouri which is prop at home they play alabama will be at home and Missouri's probably the only SEC team left that we have not talked about. So they're yeah. going to get lucky for a little bit, and then uh, their second series will be uh, in Arkansas, at Arkansas. So they'll get their test, but I still think, even based on what they've done so far, they should get a little bit more love. Um, but we'll see. Okay, so speaking of teams that, you know, Alabama not blowing any midweeks, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Who Blew Their Midweek. First up on Who Blew Their Midweek, 13 Arkansas. Arkansas has been having a tough go lately, uh, and they blew their midweek to Illinois State. You blew your midweek. Also went 0-3 on the weekend. It was a tough weekend for the Hogs. Uh, right after I was – blowing them last week saying they were they looked like the best team in the sec so yeah. i'm an idiot but um i mean yeah that's we'll see. illinois state illinois state shout out who's next oh this is a friend of the segment had him on last week i think number four georgia losing to georgia southern you blew your midweek so, yeah, I don't know what Georgia's problem is. They only have two losses because I started to think – I was like, how the heck are they still number four? And I only have two losses, and they're both those midweek games. So, you know, they might be giving somebody else a shot or something. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. stop doing, you know if it, they're playing on Wednesday, you got to stop doing Taco Tuesday. Um, if you're playing on Tuesday, you need to stop doing Margarita Monday. Something. Um, but you blew your midweek. Okay, number this this one is a soft blow uh, because they were only twenty four. Um, Pepperdine, you blew your midweek. So you know they they were just sniffing the top twenty five. That's fine. I'm not really holding it against them too harshly. Um, let's see. Yeah. So yeah, and they lost to UCLA. So oh no no yeah, no sorry. They, sorry, that they lost to UCLA, but their midweek was they lost to Florida Gulf Coast, which I think is random. They're randomly pretty good. They're pretty so good. So I'm not really saying that you you blew your midweek, but you it's don't get the cool uh, midweek game. Yeah, 
You don't get the uh, the game show sound because you didn't super blow it. Okay. This team, after the first weekend, we thought was going straight back to the College World Series. Number, C- number 16, Michigan, losing. They actually had a pretty cool run where they um, played Stanford yesterday, which is when they blew their midweek. And they are currently playing Cal right now. Uh, if it wasn't a – a work night, I might have checked that one out. But cool little um cool little run lead. for them. They took a lead on uh on Cal in the first inning. Right. Uh, I think it was three nothing. Uh, I haven't checked. I'll and check. like a team like Michigan, that's a team where I can see the writers giving them leeway when, you know, even when they lose. You go to sure Stanford and Cal are pretty close, but you the, you know, and I don't know. I've been. I'm way too far. I'm. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't think it's spring break right now. I, I'm not sure. It might be. It's definitely too early to be spring break. You're. 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 You travel across the country or halfway across the country. You know. You do a back to back playing Stanford one night, still staying in the hotel. Now you play Cal the next night. Like that's hardcore. Yeah, these guys got to be dragging ass. Yeah, I don't yeah. even. You know what, Michigan. You blew your midweek, but you shouldn't get the game show sound either, okay? Yeah, we still love you. We still love you, Wolverines. But, they, yeah, I agree. It looks like Indiana is just going to be a, better than them. Um, Indiana's off to a pretty hot start. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Michigan I, – I, I said it, too, when, when I saw them play the first weekend. Yeah, I was, you know, kind of gargling back itch a little bit. But their team, I just said they played tough. I said I didn't think that they could get – to where they were just because they didn't, you know, they didn't have the horses. They played, just played really good baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. We were, I think even me personally was pretty high on the big 10 to start. Um, that's kind of cooled off a bit just because they haven't really sniffed the 25, the top 25 besides Michigan. So it'll be interesting to see if Indiana can catch some fire here and, you know, some of the other teams and, and get some big 10 love back in the top 25. Uh, because those are, again, a bunch of teams that I don't understand why. Well, I kind of understand why you're not that good, just because Big Ten uh, weather is awful for baseball, but you still should get some decent recruits. Um, So Michigan, no game show sound for you, okay? Next, you kind of get game show sound. This one goes out to 17 Long Beach State, losing to San Diego State uh, 7-2, so it wasn't a – close match they lost yesterday sandy or so uh long beach state you blue your midweek and you guys were rolling too they were freaking spicy hot and that's oh, you know swept mississippi state yes and that is literally what a midweek game is you just did that you got to play san diego state who is respectable but whatever you're not getting up for them and then this happens. I mean, Long Beach was probably going off on Sunday night, uh, day off Monday. Coach Valenzuela, he's like, hey, boys, you know, you just swept Mississippi State. That They were, they were what, top eight going into yeah. last weekend? Top eight, top seven, something like that. Dominated them. And then now, you know, you, you're, you got a two-day hangover. You're moving a little slow. You can't get to the ball in the hole. Um, and uh, just the cards don't fall for you, boom, 
That's the midweek. That's the beauty of the midweek. We love it. We any, love the midweek. Any team has a chance to win on any given night. If the national championship, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to make it a midweek game. You know, uh, Evansville might have a real shot this year. Seriously. Seriously. And, okay, so to end it, uh, you know, this one doesn't give me great pleasure, but it it's literally – it's a pretty bad one, my friend. And this is your boys from the U. This is the ultimate. Um, you blew your midweek. Number seven, Miami, gets throttled by Florida Atlantic 11-2. to two. Listen, What do you have to say for yourself? Listen, I don't want to – I don't want to make excuses for my canes. Uh, it's been tough weather all year to start out the year in Florida. I saw it was raining last week, and they they got through it. I saw that you know they they start they're notoriously slow starting team. You know we know that that happens every year to them. Uh huh. Start ACC play. The ACC is a little vulnerable. You got a little Louisville. You got a little Clemson. Florida yeah. State is here, but. Once the real games matter, the boys are going to show up. You know, I can't help it. I didn't injure their shortstop uh, at the beginning of the season. Now he's out for the year with a torn ACL. I didn't do that. You know, the only thing that they can do is just put their head down and keep working. In all seriousness, they're starting to kind of give me like an ASU type vibe where they look really sick. They have great, like, just they're swagger hounds, but you gotta be you gotta be a baseball hound. You gotta be a dog. They gotta get yeah, you gotta get your hands dirty. Right. Um, Bring your lunch pail. Get your hard hat. Right, right. Look, so that that's the ultimate. That's the the end of the segment. And what I've learned from this segment um, is basically don't play any of these weird random Florida teams. Uh, in the midweek, you got Florida Atlantic, Florida Gulf Coast, uh, who else? Florida Internet, all these random Florida teams, because there's about probably 60 colleges in Florida. Don't, stop playing them in the midweek. Don't do it. Let them knock out each other. Yeah, there's enough of them. They could have their own tournament. Just just have them, any team, any, any two um, – Two-word team in Florida that the second word is not state. You have to play each other. No questions asked. No questions asked. Yeah. Then you got, like, the Bethune-Cookmans of the world and stuff like that. Like, stop playing Florida teams. Wait, but is Bethune-Cookman in Florida? They're in Florida. Really? I mm-hmm. had no idea. I thought they, they – that's, like, a lot like – that sounds like a Northeast Academy. Like yeah, a- no. I think – and I think that's part of the reason why they're always good is because I think they get some recruits from down there too. Oh, yeah. I bet, I bet they go Juco route. Yeah, they're in Daytona Beach. Oh, wow. That right. sounds like a fun school. I should have went to Bethune-Cookman. There you go. So, moral of the story, stop celebrating your big victories, even though I'd be doing the same thing if that happened to me. Um and stop playing teams from Florida that have two random names in the title.
wise words, wise words. You know? Um, yeah, so real quick, just want to run through some stats just because some of these are kind of crazy. Yeah, we stats gotta are brought to, to you. We got to get to Nick Gonzalez. Yeah, I was going to say stats brought to you by College Baseball Hub. Uh, thanks for always giving us a cool recap. Kind of weird, though, College Baseball Hub. Um, you have all these different stats. You have on-base percentage, RBI, stolen bases, ERA, uh, that obviously home runs, uh, doubles, and hits, but you don't have um, batting averages. I thought that was a little random, but uh, we appreciate what you got. So this guy, Nick Gonzalez, this guy, Nick Gonzalez, like you said, New Mexico is a bit of a band box, uh, but he leads the nation in home runs, leads in it with, with 12 home runs in, you know, most teams have played a little over 10 games, so that's ridiculous. Um, and we haven't even looked up how many of their games have been at home, you know. Um, 24 hits. The, the closest person to him in home runs in second place is seven. So he's five home runs in the lead. A couple people are closer to him in hits, but we know how hits can be. Blue pit here, things like that. Um, Nick, uh, most RBIs, Nick Gonzalez with 36. Second place has 29 right now. Nobody cares about stolen bases anymore. Um, and then, well, your guy, Brian Van Bell from the U still has a zero ERA. Yeah, he's been shoving it. You know, shout out to him. Um, strikeouts, Seth Lonsway. Ohio State. We, we get some Ohio State in there. The um, Ohio State. The, sorry, the. And then, of course, saves is Michael Kirian, obviously from Louisville, because all they do is have really dope closers. And that has been your stats update. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, 12 home runs. I, I got to watch him play last week. Played at ASU. Guy is, like, really, really balanced, like, the whole time with his swing. Like, Torkelson's a lot of kind of power. Yeah. I was going to say, how does he compare to Torkelson? So, it's kind of similar the way that they set up. They're both kind of – they're not as upright. They both have, like, good bend in their knees. Right. Torkelson kind of has more of a wind-up with his hands for timing. Gonzalez is more with his front foot where he kind of keeps his hands steady the whole time. Right. Um, but, I mean, both of them are just amazing to watch. Yeah. Uh, his back control also is, like, it's really good. It's a lot like Torkelson's where they both just, like, you know. Well, I don't see Torkelson on this list. Right. He's got six. I think he's got six bombs. Well, also, they didn't show – I'm sure if they had walk leaders, Torkelson would be on – would be in the front. Yeah. He, uh, oh, wait. He's number seven on base percentage with a 621 on base percentage. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Not it's bad. not bad at all. Yeah. Um, hub, doing, doing, the, doing the Lord's work could kind of get confused for another hub. but um, Another hub, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> another hub. But, uh, yeah. Both, both doing, doing the Lord's work. Both, both doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got <laughs> – what else do we got? 
quick quick awards update. Okay. We have uh, one the dosage award, Elijah Campbell from Florida State, 13 hit by pitches. Great. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's of a lot. Uh, well, like we said, all the teams, all the yeah, all the teams are around 10, 13 games. So that's it. You're getting hit once a game. Yeah, that blows. That's one <laughs> bruise a game. Guy's got three right. bruises already. Um, Emmanuel Wilder. I don't know if he's any relation to the boxer. Uh, Western Carolina. He's got eleven. So close, close behind. It's gonna be a tight race. We know it's it's still really early. Remember that, guys. Still really early. Right. Stuffy McGinnis uh, Award. That, in case you don't know, sacrifice hits. We got Jack Copo Bianco. I don't know what that is. Could be Argentinian, maybe South American. Who knows? Been watching yeah. Narcos. Uh, he went. To, he goes to Belmont. He has five. That's pretty good. That's I mean, good. That means he hits probably eight or nine, and they're just he's getting the runners over. That's what matters. Uh, the Advil Award. Uh, there's a lot of people tied at nine, so I didn't even want to name them. That's it. That's kind of calling out the coaches. Get your horses in there. Get mm-hmm. those guys throwing as much as possible. Um, and then lastly, the Candy Come Reliability Award. This is actually a pretty good race. Uh, Landon Knack from ETSU. It's either East Tennessee State or East Texas State. Are there any other states that start with a T? I've seen – well, East Tennessee State, they're the ones that beat Clemson last week, so it's probably them. Okay. So, Landon Knack, he's got a 35-1 to 1 strikeout to walk. That's, That's pretty crazy. good. Yeah. Um, and then Braden Olthoff from Tulane has 34-1. to 1. And then there's a few that are behind. But that's it. Those are the awards. Landon Knack, a lot of them tied at nine. Jack Copobianco, the Argentinian wizard. And Elijah Campbell. Those are there our guys. Thank you for the awards update. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else? I, I got – I mean, we could preview the weekend, but, I mean, at, at the same time, we're just going to recap the weekend next week. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was looking um, to see how many home games did uh, – New Mexico State have for since you said it's a BAM box for this Nick Gonzalez kid. They've played every game at home. They've played <laughs> Texas Southern at home, Iona at home, Purdue Fort Wayne at home. Uh, and then the only game, they actually only have one loss, but again, those are the team that they played all at home. They're one loss is to number eight, Arizona State, at Arizona State. Nick Gonzalez went over, but he had two walks. So there you go. Let, I, look, we hope he stays hot, but these are the facts, folks. Um, they go to Texas A&M this weekend. So they could get – they will – I don't think they're ranked, but they could if, – if they have a good showing at Texas A&M at home, they could get ranked um, for sure. Yeah, Texas A&M just fell out of the top 25. But nonetheless, I mean, you're playing. Yeah. Well, you're already – yeah, you're already 12-1. and You just haven't played anyone from a big five. 
So if you if they take two, they probably get ranked. And if Nick Gonzalez goes off, I can shut up about him. Um, you know, doing well against I. Benef- yes, benefiting from being at home. So, yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show. You started off well, finished middle well, finished well. I I love where we're at. Uh, yep. Little post show. Alan's going to be doing uh, a little combine, uh, a take combine. Uh, yes. Shout out to Alan. He's uh, he's a finalist, semi-finalist for the semi-finalist. 95.7 The Game, Bay Area flagship station, uh, for Bay Area sports flagship station. He's a, he's a finalist for the Dream Job Award. Dream uh, Job. So we're going to wish Alan good luck this weekend at the take combine. Um, and, and we know he's going to kill it. Thank you, Orlando. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting, me and 15 others, just uh, doing our best to be unique, but also not be Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless. So it will be a lot of fun. All right. If you would like to advertise with us, uh, you can email believe at believe.com. We don't have any advertisers still. So, the, I mean, the doors are open. The doors yeah. are open. The opportunity you know, you don't want to be looking in the rear view saying, like, I wish I did this. We'd like to interview you, uh, you know, as they would say, little stepbrothers shout out. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to advertise, like I said, believe at believe.com. Uh, we're open. We'll welcome you with open arms. Uh, if you, like we said before, tweeted us at Orazo, at the Styles Files. Um, and and we'll wish uh, we'll wish Alan good luck this weekend. And, and for those teams out there, by the way, that are struggling, it's still three weeks into the season. Like yeah. we got a shit ton of baseball left. So right. if talking you to you, Stanford. A, right, talking to you, the most of the Pac-12. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot a lot of baseball left. Still a lot of good times ahead. Plus, you're with the boys, so. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys next week. We appreciate the listening. See ya. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.